0: Security. And as far as his conversations with Biden, Putin saying. The talks were very constructive. Personally, I was convinced that President Biden is an experienced person. And it's clear that we spoke face to face for almost two hours. It doesn't happen with all leaders that you have such a detailed conversation face to face. Speaking before the Senate, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the United States is well on its way to a robust economic recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic. This is USA Radio News.
1: UFOs are back in the news, and even the military can't explain these strange UFOs intercepting our ships and planes. Are they a sign of something real, dangerous, or even biblical? Now Rob Schmidt takes a look at the biggest mystery of our time. Rob's special series, UFOs, Are They Really Here?, airs all this week on Newsmax. Tune in to Rob Schmidt tonight on Newsmax, now on all major cable systems. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. Or get Newsmax for free on your smart TVs, Roku, Zumo, Amazon Fire, Apple TV or more. And don't forget to download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone and start watching now. So find out the latest on UFOs with Rob Schmidt and check out Newsmax tonight. It's real news for real people. Former
0: President Donald Trump is planning to visit the Texas-Mexico border. Trump saying he accepted an invitation from Texas Governor Greg Abbott to visit the area on June 30th. This as illegal immigrant car chases with smugglers continues to rise across the entire state of Texas. In one of the most recent cases, a smuggler carrying 12 illegal immigrants crashed into the front gate of a home in McAllen, Texas. Texas State Trooper Chris Olivares tells Fox News these sorts of occurrences are now happening every day.
2: Sadly we've had incidents where there has been fatality crashes because these smugglers, the way they drive. Unfortunately, we might start seeing that a lot more because of these increase of pursuits. The
0: Randolph, New Jersey School District announced that all holidays would be simply referred to as days off instead of traditional names like Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Martin Luther King Jr. Day. The announcement set off a backlash, including a petition calling for the resignation of board members. USA Radio News Restaurants across the nation are continuing to deal with struggles as far as finding employees. Take California, for example. As they announced on Tuesday they could go to full capacity, some restaurant owners are saying they can't go to full capacity because they don't have the staff. Jasper Mirable is the owner of Jasper's in Kansas City. He tells Fox News he's having to pay people close to $40 an hour just to keep his kitchen staffed.
2: You know, we used to have sometimes 25, 30 people apply for a job a month. And now we get zero. I mean, maybe two or three the past three months. That is it. If someone was making $20 an hour, now these cooks are demanding 30 $35 an hour, and there's no way in the world, our industry, that we can pay those prices, those wages, without raising our prices. We're trying to stay open. We're trying to create jobs, more jobs. Business is good, believe me. We are up almost 22% over 2019. So we need the employees right now. What are we gonna do next year at this time?
0: General Motors plans to invest billions of dollars in electric and autonomous vehicles. The company saying they will spend $35 billion by 2025, which is a 30% increase from the original plans announced late last year. The investment will go toward building two new U.S. battery plants in addition to two currently under construction. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg.
2: At Mooch's Munchies, your dog and cat's health are our main focus. Our treats are made with real food and have no artificial colors or flavors. We use lots of organic ingredients and always gluten-free flour. We use no added oils so dogs who have sensitive tummies can enjoy them too. And from the treats we make to the high-quality foods and even the types of toys that we carry, we are always thinking of them. If we don't believe in it, we won't sell it. It's that simple. Mooch's Munchies, they
5: are totally possum. Totally Tiffany Nails does it all from manicures, pedicures, waxing, permanent makeup, and they also offer kid services for those mother-daughter days. Now featuring their top-of-the-line pedicure, the walking on-air CBD pedicure. If your feet are aching and need some TLC, visit Totally Tiffany Nails at 8200 South Maryland Parkway, Suite 150, right off the 215. This CBD pedicure offers it all. Book your appointment today at TotallyTiffanyNails.com.
1: Underage Drinking. Samsa. You
6: guys, it's Rick. Tittle.
7: what up what up up? Dominic Jimenez on the microphone we got another day of sports talk still in for Rick feeling good it's so funny I forget when when I do do this how fast the time flies admittedly sometimes when I'm producing Rick's show the time seems to go slowly and it's it's not because Rick's boring or anything like that or the guests are boring has nothing to do with that it's just I'm not on. I'm not engaged every single second. There's a time where I'm taking a second out and um, you know, I'm, loading the bra- I'm loading the brakes and everything. I pause and I kind of sit for a second. I listen to Rick a little bit and then I start working on something. Anyway, when you're on the air, it's something completely different and it's great. I love it. It's non-stop. You can ask any of my friends and family. I don't shut up. So here we are. I think I might have found a good career. It's a place where I can just talk, talk, and talk. I do listen though. And I do listen to the callers. Uh, this hour completely booked, but the next hour I've got two open segments at 10 after and 25 after, so you can give me a call in the next hour 1 800 878 play 1 800 878 7529. I'd like to welcome you in however you might be listening uh, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, streaming, uh, tune in, streaming through our website, sportsbyline.com, or if you're listening on AFN, if you happen to be a member of the the american forces i'm very thankful for all that you do keeping us safe home and abroad allowing us to do things like talking sports it's good stuff coming up this hour in a couple minutes another bowler i love it pba star aj johnson he'll be bowling in the men's king of the lane we spoke with Daria Payank and uh, Liz Johnson the last two days. They bolded in uh, the women's version, the Empress edition of The King and the Lanes. We're well, speaking with actor Jason Tobias, he's got a new movie, Beer. And then in the last segment, at uh, 40 after, Matt Frazier and Robert Cheek to talk about the plant-based athlete. And then in the next hour, after your calls, hopefully, executive editor at Sports Illustrated, John Wertheim's got a new book about 1984, I Wasn't Alive Yet. Oh, no, Dominic is titling sports.
8: Head to ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at ReliefFactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at ReliefFactor.com. So... How can I promote
9: my new curbside pickup service? It's possible with Staples Connect. I need custom
2: floor decals that'll get noticed, not just walked on.
7: Also possible, Staples Connect can help your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now, get $10 off signs, banners, or posters when you spend $50 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. N73, valid
4: in-store and online. Visit staples.com slash signage for details.
10: Sheila, we need to set up Johnson's quarterly review. Janowski Investments keeps portfolios profitable, but a double client base calls for double the advisors. Hello. Hi, Janet. I'm so sorry. Pulling up your portfolio right now. Give me a sec. Indeed can help them hire the people they need. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. When you sponsor a job, you immediately get your short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: Now, more of titillating sports with guest host Dominic Jimenez.
7: Welcome back to the show. Dominic Jimenez on the microphone. And uh, the last couple days, we've spoken with uh, Daria Payonk and Liz Johnson. They were competing in the King of the Lanes Empress Edition. Shout out to Daria. She uh, was the empress for a few matches. Unfortunately, was defeated. Uh, but she, uh, she had some really nice performances, especially considering... She's been out of the country for a year, so shout out to her. But now we're bringing in one of my favorite bowlers, PBA star A.J. Johnson. He'll be participating in the men's King of the Lanes. Uh, The five-part PBA King of the Lanes will feature PBA pros from Hall of Famers to the tour's current stars, plus the Portland Lumberjacks' very own manager, Tim Mack and the competition will be live on Saturday, June 19th, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern and Sunday, June 20th, 2 to 4 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. AJ will be competing in the opening match on Saturday against Chris Barnes. And AJ, welcome to the show. How are how excited are you to get uh, get back to the King of the Lanes tournament because it's a unique format. There's no qualifying necessarily. It's one shot and that's it. But if you win, you gotta keep winning and it's not like a stepladder where a couple wins gets you a title. You gotta keep going.
6: Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um I uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited uh to get back. Um especially uh especially with there being fans. Uh, we haven't had fans in the building for us um for almost going on two years now, so um, that's going to be pretty special. Um, and then, you know, talk about the format and, and how it's ran. I mean, it's just, you know, you you got to get locked in right away, and then and, and keep striking and keep winning matches. Um, and, and the more matches you win, obviously, the better it is. But uh, but no, I, I'm just looking. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, I think it's going to be great. Obviously, we saw already with the women how uh, how well this is being ran and how well things are going. Um, the Having fans in the building, um, I think the bowlers are enjoying it. I mean, you could see the smiles on all their faces, um, you know, being able to throw shots with with having fans and being able to play off of their energy. Um, and there's no other place like Portland, Maine for that, that's for sure.
7: Now you mentioned it, A.J., the fans are back. They're in Portland, Maine, Bayside Bowl. It's the first event back with fans, and the fans at Bayside Bowl I don't want to call them crazy, but they're passionate, and, and 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 it's awesome because you know they're screaming, they're chanting, they're singing, they're cheering, they're hollering, all of that kind of stuff. And you're a guy who brings the energy and and excitement too. I think back to last year during the PBA league, you got fired up. I'm all about that. I bowl myself at a far less competitive level, but I, I can appreciate it, the intensity. How excited are you? Did Bayside bowl bring in the energy? AJ Johnson bringing the energy? It's going to be a blast for the viewers at home, right?
6: Oh, absolutely. Um, they, uh, the, my first experience with fans at Bayside was uh, was the first year of the PBA League, and they were tailgating at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning before <laughs> we started bowling. So if that tells you anything, um, I mean, not, not to mention how excited we are, but how excited they are about us being back. Um, you know, I love the energy that they bring. Uh the my experiences going there when we had fans with the league, um, I thrived in that environment. I love that environment. Um, you know, playing sports, other sports as a kid growing up. Um those emotions come out when you have uh when you have those kind of fans and that energy throughout the entire match. Um and I think it just it, it benefits me. Um and and I really enjoy that. It it's uh it's going to be a good
7: time. You mentioned playing a bunch of different sports in, in high school. Uh, when did it click for you or when did you realize that, hey, I'm pretty good at this bowling thing. I I, I think I can kind of make a career out of it because, you know, bowling is one of those sports I, I would hazard to guess maybe at least 75% of the population is on, on the, on, on, or in the United States at least, has done it. it it's a widely participated in sport, but obviously a uh, very few people have the ability to compete at a, Professional competitive level. So when did it click for you that hey maybe baseball or basketball wasn't quite it for you and bowling was the sport?
6: Yeah, no, I often tell a lot of people that uh, bowling is the indoor version of golf. There's a lot of people that do it and it's hard to be good at it. Um, and and for me, you know, I was a through sport athlete all through high school. Uh, played football, baseball, basketball, um, and then we got a bowling team my sophomore year. So then it was football, bowling, and baseball. Um, But it was always something I did, um, and I loved it. Um, I did it growing up as a kid. My parents um, bowled. They met at a bowling center. I grew up in a bowling center. So bowling was always involved in my life. Um, And probably towards the end of my senior year of high school uh, was when I started to realize that it could take me to a lot of places. Um, I did some pretty cool things in high school. Um, set a couple of records, and then uh, I ended up getting a scholarship uh, to go bowling college. Uh, And then that was when bowling really took off for me, Uh, made Team USA for the first time. I won one of the biggest tournaments in the country um, as a youth, and then uh, just got better and better as as college went on. And then my senior year of college, I actually um, was the number one seed for the USBC Masters. Um, I beat Jason Belmonte the night before the show to get the one seed. And then, uh, and then eventually he beat me on TV, but, um, that, that tournament was kind of the, the, the jumping block for me, you know, really look and go, you know, I can make a career out of this. I'm good enough. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a senior in college that show, that show was over with. And I got in the car and drove back to school cause I had class Monday morning. So, <laughs> um, it was that was that was really the big um the big jumping block for me uh to get on tour once i when i graduated and um i i wish I could say my careers had had, had taken off a little bit more from there but I, for right now i mean it's i've done some pretty cool things and and had some pretty great successes uh since then.
7: Uh, You you are killing it on the tour, just uh, waiting on that first uh, major, but it'll come, AJ, I I, I guarantee that. Uh, We're speaking with AJ Johnson, PBA star. He he will be participating in the 2021 PBA King of the Lanes competition this weekend, Saturday and Sunday uh, on Fox Sports 1. And uh, speaking of Fox Sports 1, we've seen a major growth in the sport over the last few years, you know, more televised tournaments. Uh, Fox Sports 1 and CBS, between the two over the last few years, have been pu- putting on so much bowling content, and it's reaching more people in home saying, oh, wait, there's a there's a professional bowling league. I, I haven't, haven't watched bowling on TV since the days of ESPN way back when. Uh, is that something that the bowlers on tour have noticed, just the, the growth in the sport, the, the growth in the television, the numbers, the sponsors, and all that?
6: Oh, absolutely. Um, ever since uh, Fox and FS1 have, have come on board with us, um, a couple of years ago that it's been nothing but great feedback. Um, us as the players love it with the exposure that we've gotten um, the, uh, the different things they've done on TV, having the shot track and uh, being able to show, you know, where we're hitting on the lanes and, and give the, the average bowlers back home, you know, a visual as to, you know, what we're doing on the lanes and what we're bowling on. Um, it's It's been a, it's been a great feedback. Um, it, and, and Fox has been nothing but the, nothing but great to us Um, you know in past you know we've kind of we've had we've had to fight a little bit with you know live tv coverage of ESPN and and things like that and with Fox and FS1 um, you know they have they have such a a broad um, sports they cover so many sports as it is that you know we don't really have to compete against the other sports because they're they're showing them live as well and it's given us more exposure we've We've been on TV a lot more often. They show a lot of replays, you know, later on once the shows are over with. Um, so Fox and FS1 have been, ever since they've come on, um, I, think as a, I think I could speak for the majority of us as players that they've, they've done a really good job, and, and we hope to continue that partnership uh, going forward. And not only them, but, you know, with Bolero coming on and, and taking over um, the tour, you know, they, there was a lot of skeptics at, at first. And as, uh, as bowlers and as professional, professional athletes, we're, we looked at it as as a company that was a for-profit organization um, that was coming on that wanted to bring sponsors and wanted to, wanted to put money into it and wanted to, to really put us in the spotlight. And, and I, I can say that they've done that. You know, the sponsors they've gone after and bringing on Pabst Blue Ribbon for, you know, the, the King of the Lanes, that was big news. Um, and it's, it's something that bowling had a while back, that they got away from for a while, and so um, I think I think that partnership is great. They brought in Kia, they brought in Manscaped, um, so.
2: COVID-19 has killed more
7: people in eight months than flu has in five years. But now, there's hope. A COVID-19 vaccine is the tool we need to protect us. Clinical trials have shown the vaccine to be safe and effective. If enough Nevadans get vaccinated, we can restore community life. We can end this pandemic, but it will take all of us. Get the facts. Join the fight at nvcovidfighter.org. This message, sponsored by Immunize Nevada, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station.
4: Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media.
3: titillating sports continues on sports byline usa
7: welcome back to the show dominic menez this is titillating sports heard ...across the United States and all around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. We've got a new film out, and it is called Fear. It's just premiered on DVD and digital from New Era Entertainment. And uh, we've got writer, director, actor, renaissance man, essentially, Jason Tobias on the line. Uh, Jason... Can you give me a little bit of the plot and your role with the the film? I, I understand it involves uh, it's a it's a thriller and it involves some uh, some reckless gang kind of uh, stuff going on, some pillaging and a pathogen. Are you from the future?
2: That's right. That's right. <laughs> we didn't have a crystal ball or anything, but you know, there's a. <clears throat> There's a family that's been caught in a pretty compromising situation. They're behind a quarantine zone, and they are dealing with the fallout of the lack of resources and humanity essentially just kind of clawing at one another to survive.
7: So uh, Walking Dead meets the last year, right? Pretty much 2020, (laughs) uh, just kind of wrapped
2: up to about 147 minutes.
7: Totally get that. Um, You co-wrote and co-directed this in addition to starring in it. Were Were there some challenges you faced in terms of kind of being so involved with the process, over-analyzing over, uh, over analyzing things, trying to, did, did you struggle trying to step back away from a second and say, no, that was really good, instead of trying to overdo it with the details since you were so involved? Uh,
2: not so much. I mean, we have a fantastic team at Action Figure, and we just built up a fantastic production team around us as well. So whenever it felt like things were getting a little overwhelming, the heads of department, uh, my Co-director Jeff Reisner is just a fantastic collaborative partner. He was able to pick up uh, pieces that I wasn't able to focus on at the time and vice versa. And then our executive producers, Lucas Solomon and Blair Pennington, do such an amazing job of just kind of setting the tone as well. So it was a treat. And, you know, independent film is really a labor of love. And you do have to wear a lot of hats. Uh, It's just kind of the way it is.
7: And you have an extensive acting credit list from television to film, but uh, as you mentioned with action figure entertainment, lately you've gotten into the production side of things. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about uh, maybe it was your desire to get on the other side of the lens or you just kind of want to do it all. What was the genesis behind kind of putting together action figure entertainment?
2: Well, it started probably around 2015 when I'd been in Los Angeles for roughly around five years. And as an actor, you're always trying to fit a mold. You're always trying to fit a mold for somebody else. You know, you can take your training and you can take your instincts and you can go to an audition and you can do the best you possibly can. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're fitting, you know, either a writer's vision or a producer or a director's vision or even a casting director's vision of what that character might be. So with wanting to take more control of my career, I started to write more. I started to create roles for myself that I wasn't going out for because a lot of actors will get typecast. You know, if you look a certain way, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, we see you as this. You know, uh, we don't think you'd have a shot as this. And for the most part, that can be a little limiting uh, depending on how you want to pursue your career. Um, I was able to meet a fantastic uh, business partner by the name of Lucas Solomon in uh, one of the films we did back in 2012. Wow, it's been a while. Um, He was an executive producer on that, and he was also uh, clamoring to make features. You know, he wanted to tell bigger stories and, you know, get involved with, uh, you know, people that were go-getters and, you know, essentially wanted to get their hands dirty. And I told him I had some ideas, and, you know, I'm down to write scripts. And we just started collaborating. We created Action Figure in uh, 2017, 2018, around there. And then by chance, I booked a commercial and uh, met Blair Pennington, who is now our other partner at Action Figure, and just a kindred spirit to Lucas, you know, a go-getter, entrepreneur. And through that, we just came together telling ourselves, well, we want to do this. How do we accomplish it? Story is key. Story is the foundation. So one of the stories that I had uh, that I developed, uh, we continued to push that one. And it was genre laden You know, it kind of gets us in to a larger market without having, you know, The Rock and Emily Blunt in the film. (laughs) And, um, you know, that was something that we could kind of stake our claim in and say, hey, we feel that we can do this to a very high degree on a modest budget and really just kind of blaze the trail for ourselves. And that's. Kind of how Action Figure came to be was just taking control and not letting so much of it slip away.
7: And one of the things I love about independent film is there's no giant soundstage. There's no movie. There's no giant green screen where, <laughs> no. you, can, where you can use and kind of basically put yourself in whatever setting you want. And this film does take place in the Pacific Northwest, and there's a lot of snow uh, what were some yeah. of the challenges filming in the snow? Because I obviously everybody's bundled up because in, in the film, they're in the snow, they got to stay warm. But what were some of the challenges yeah. there because the snow is the snow. It, it's not cold and depending on what kind of snow it is, it can get, get you damp and all that. So what was that like?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean well first, the snow had to be a part of the story because it needed to be a character in and of itself. This family and the stakes that they were up against, this needed to be another layer. That they were dealing against you know when you're in the cold when you're in the snow when you're freezing you don't have a lot of resources plus you have to be careful about the amount of heat you're generating in the story due to what you might attract that was just another level of the stakes rising that this family was battling with but um fun fact where we shot that is only 60 miles north of los angeles so we were in southern california Wow. in an area called Fraser Park yeah and I mean that area is very geographically um, ambiguous it could look like Alaska it can look like northern Seattle it can look like Vancouver um, it's, it's fantastic one of our producers uh, Anna Bradley fantastic she lived up in that area and when we started talking she said well hey we get about you know two to three feet of snow between December and March and I said well perfect so we started scouting up there and there were some fantastic areas it had some amazing wood uh, wooded tree lines some great valleys And uh, we found um, a small Girl Scout camp called Camp Lakota, who just so happened to have a little house on the property that was being uh, slated for demolition in spring of 2019. So we were fortunate enough as a small independent production to be able to have full reign over this house to really give it that dilapidated, condemned, squatted look that the family needed to have as they were like scavenging, moving from place to place to place. So it really came down to just a lot of doing the homework, a lot of location scouting, and then clearly, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call it luck and timing, but uh, that's how those pieces really came together.
7: A couple more questions for Jason Tobias. He's a co-writer, co-writer, uh, co-writer co-director, writer co and actor, and his new film Fear is just uh, premiered on DVD and digital from New Era Entertainment. Uh, there's so many different ways to approach uh, the thriller genre, and there's so many different ways to make you know the viewers uncomfortable and to make them on the edge of their seats so what was as you were writing this what was kind of your inspiration for how you wanted the viewers to feel watching this film
2: i wanted them to be conflicted about whose side they could really be on because in the story without giving too much away prior to watching there is two families that are essentially jockeying for the same thing and it's resources and these are finite resources and in most films you know whether they're monster creature feature b movie whatever Sometimes the, the 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 dangerous the most dangerous monsters are other human beings. And once again, harkening back to independent film, you don't always have the largest budget, so you can't spend buku bucks on visual effects or big explosions or big action and set design. So you really need to develop that character backstory and also with the conflict and the exposition. So in that, when you really start to play with this kind of revenge template, that was the inspiration that you have one family coming in to take something from another in a very, very just crushing environment. And then you start to ask yourself, well, hey, what would I do in that situation? You know, you're starving, you're freezing, you're hungry, you, you just want shelter and you just want to try to find medicine or whatever it might be that might help you see another day. That's a line in the film. What would you do? You know, do you side with the quote unquote good guy? Do you side with the quote unquote bad guy? I like being able to play with that perspective with the audience. So that brings about good conversation of, you know, whose side are you on anyway?
7: No, I, I love that. And, and one last question for you. Um, it's, it's one thing to know how you want the audience to feel as a writer um, and as an, a director. But when you're an actor, is, is the tension that's created, is that a palpable thing? Or is that kind of not really put all together until the film is, uh, you know, edited and, and everything's like that and the scene's put together?
2: Um. There's a good saying, and that saying is, there's the movie you write, there's the movie you shoot, and then the movie you edit. And I will say this, that is a very true uh, phrase to live by, because as a writer, you're living with this story for so long, and it's in your head, and you see everything clear and vivid and sharp, and then you are, the challenge at hand is bringing that vision to life. It's bringing it to, you know, the three-dimensional, if you will, and there are things that I would call happy accidents where you go, oh, man, I never thought that would have come about that way. Or, you know, the performance here is really vibing between, you know, Marcy Miller's character and Susan Harmon's character. And it didn't even sound like that on the page. But let's just keep running with it because it's, it's great. You know, it's, there's something else happening there. And you just have to be free enough. And you can't be so constrictive to say, oh, hey, 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 do everything like the page says. Because Yes, the script is a blueprint, and it gives you a great roadmap for how to make the film. But at the same time, you need to also be pliable enough in the performance area to let these professionals, these actors, do their work and kind of see what happens. You know, obviously not going too far off the rails, and you're just ad-libbing everything, and then in the cutting room, you're like, oh, man, where the hell is this cut together? But just giving enough play to say, all right, this is really starting to feel good. It feels natural. It feels realistic. It doesn't feel like acting.
7: There it is, Jason Tobias, co-wrote, co-directed, and acted in the new film Fear, which is out now on DVD and digital from New Era Entertainment. Jason, thank you so much uh, for taking some time and joining us, and congrats on the film.
2: Thank you, Dominic, really appreciate the time. Thank you, everybody.
7: Absolutely, my pleasure. Make sure you go check that film out. I'm Dominic Jimenez, more on the other side, titillating sports, Sports Byline USA.
8: Auto Parts is here to keep
3: your car on the road with the right parts, advice from our parts professionals, and our free loaner tool program. Your local store has more than 80 specialty tools available for your next repair. Refundable deposit required. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about our free loaner tool program or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh,
4: oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. if you owe the IRS 5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 732 9635 That's 800-732-9635
3: You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA.
7: Welcome back into the show. Just waiting on Matt Frazier and Robert Cheek to check in, and we'll t- get with them to talk about their book, "The Plant-Based Athlete." That's one thing that's fascinating, uh, and I'm going to get into them, get into it with them. But there's a, uh, there's so many different seeming. Food fat, Not fads, but it seems like every year or so. There's a, there's a new way to improve the athlete performance. And uh, this might be the new one. All right, and we do have them. I'd like to welcome Matt Frazier and Robert Cheek to the show. They are the co-authors of a new book called The Plant-Based Athlete. Matt's the founder and CEO of No Meat Athlete, and Robert is the founder of Vegan Bodybuilding 25-plus years as a plant-based athlete and a two-time bodybuilding champ. Matt, I'll start with you. What was the inspiration behind putting this book together?
11: Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, so Robert and I had each written, as as had a lot of vegan athletes over the past decade or so, had each written our own accounts of like our, our way of making this work and how, how it had worked so well for us. Our own particular approaches to eating a plant-based diet for sports performance, but we wanted to do something new for the movement with, with such popularity it's, it's enjoyed over the past few years, and that was to highlight what all the other athletes are doing, the ones who are really athletes at the top of their games, the Olympians, elites, pros, we wanted to share what they were doing, their recipes, their days in their life. Uh, and so we interviewed 60 of them, distilled uh, their lessons down to uh, things that really the everyday weekend warrior recreational athlete, honestly, like most of us, uh, can use to take their games to the next level with a plant-based
7: diet. And Robert, there's a bit of a, it's a misconception when people think uh, all plants or vegetarian or whatever it might be, it's just that you don't eat meat and then you swap out uh, some peas for your steak. But it's a lot more to it and a lot more science and and nuance goes into it than just swapping meat for veggies, right?
9: Yeah, absolutely. And you can just prioritize the foods that give you the best nutritional return on investment. And that's what gives people that athletic competitive edge, including those who are brand new, people who are weekend warriors, recreational athletes. They actually probably stand to have the most gain because they're all, they're not already at that elite level where everything is dialed in nutritionally. And so now they're including incorporating all these foods like leafy green vegetables and yams and sweet potatoes and lentils and beans and oats and these blueberries and foods with, with uh, antioxidants and anti-inflammatory properties and speeding up their recovery boosting their energy, helping them improve. And so, yeah, we break that down. We break down that those meal plans that you can use based on your macronutrient goals of protein, carbohydrate, and fat ratios. We've got recipes in the book. We even have grocery shopping lists that say, hey, here's some ways to do it so you're prepared to make the best nutritional choices. So you don't just, you know, grab for something that's not super healthy. And what we found is that World-class athletes, I mean, those who are in the Olympics and in the NBA and winning, like, the French Open a couple days ago, Novak Djokovic, they're using a plant-based diet to boost their energy and reduce their inflammation and improve their recovery. And that's really the theme throughout the whole book. And on top of that, it helps with longevity for athletes, too, where you can perform well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond.
7: Now, Matt, uh, Robert said something interesting there about um, you know athletes getting the, the best nutrition, uh, nutrition and nutrients possible from a plant-based diet. And there, for the longest time, there's been that notion of, oh, you need to eat your meat and be strong and, and all that. And when has that kind of misconception changed? Because we're seeing it more and more with the top-tier athletes. We think of... You know, uh, the, the, the athletes like Steph Curry talking about personal chefs and Chris Paul shouting out his personal chef, Tom Brady with the TB12 method and, and, and these tennis athletes winning uh, majors all the time. When did that notion of you need meat to be strong kind of change and the focus kind of shift towards this plant-based uh, diet? Yeah, well,
11: I mean, it's been a gradual shift. i say back in the 90s, Carl Lewis was winning medals doing it. It wasn't that he was publicizing it too much, but he was eating a plant-based diet back then. Uh, and then late in the 90s, early 2000s is when the endurance world really took note. People people in this niche sport of ultra running and, and long-distance triathlons, uh, and this is like a sport where you find some quirky little edge that can make the difference because there's not a whole lot of genetics that play in these long distances. It's really about how much you train and, and what kind of edge you can get. Uh, and people there were turning to it. That kind of made sense because it, it kind of, you can think of a plant-based diet um, you, you can imagine it favoring a sport where it pays to be a little bit leaner and, and not have extra weight that you're carrying around. People can kind of grasp that. So I think that's why it took hold in the endurance world uh, first. But then in, the, in after 2010 or so, uh, maybe maybe due to Instagram, I don't know, maybe due to the Internet, like we just started hearing about the occasional cases of, of bodybuilders, people like Robert, my co-author, but, but also others who, who are, uh, you know, these days doing bigger and better on Instagram. Uh, and then, and then the athletes in these mainstream sports, like the, the pioneers, the ones who would try it, uh, Tony Gonzalez, was doing, I think, in the early 2000s in the NFL. Uh, so it, it just took a few, and people started to notice. And nowadays, there's lots of data, uh, and that has really helped too. People like uh, Baggio Husidic from the LA Galaxy, when he uh, he decided to go plant-based, people were questioning whether it would work. But luckily, in pro soccer, they, they track all sorts of metrics and things, and your recovery time, and your inflammation markers, and all these things. And when he did it, he said it, it was just a clear across the board improvement. So I think that technology has also played a big role. People can see that this this really does make uh is, is beneficial and helps athletes recover from a workout. But obviously what it is, is recover faster, get back up there sooner, uh and do it without without injury. And that's that's really why this has taken hold, I think.
7: We are speaking with uh co authors Matt Frazier and Robert Chica in their new book, The Plant Based Athlete. And Robert, I'll throw this one to you. Um how, if, including the recipes, how important was that? Because there is such a bit of a stigma where it's like, oh, I'm going to be cooking all veggies. I, I got, I'm used to this taste or I'm used to doing it that way. So how important was it including recipes in this book to try to get people excited about a plant-based diet?
9: Yeah, Rick, I think that's really important. And what's really cool about these recipes are that they come from the athletes themselves. So these are Olympic gold medal winners, these are world champions, these are uh, pro athletes, you know, uh, James Wilkes, who created the Game Changers, he has some recipes in there, uh, Brennan Brazier, Megan Duhamel, so many others. It, it's, it's really pulling the curtain back and showing, hey, what do these athletes really eat? You know, that's similar to our Day in the Life section, which shows all of their different meals that they consume throughout the day. But the recipes are, are something that just makes the book complete. You know, I think the book would feel incomplete without them, and this gives you, it's the last part of the book, at the back of the book, where it says, okay, you've learned about nutrient density, you've learned about calorie density, you've learned about macro, micronutrients, and supplementation, and how to expedite recovery and improve, and you've seen some meal plans. Now, how do you put it all together? And that's where these af- athlete recipes come in, and, and they're awesome, and it's just really insightful to see directly from these, these amazing athletes
7: i got one last question for you, Matt. Um, obviously, this is geared towards uh, the athlete and kind of improving athletic performance, but it, beyond the weekend warrior, just somebody who wants to kind of change things up and get a little bit healthier, is this a book that can still help them out, or is it geared more, geared more towards the people that are looking to improve their athletic abilities?
11: No, it's really not. I, I'd say it's geared towards someone who's fitness-minded, who, who wants to be in shape. If you're completely sedentary, you can find better vegan books or plant-based books than ours. Uh, this is people who want to be fit, who want to who do their best, but it's absolutely not for uh, – you, you don't have to be a pro or at the top of your game whatsoever. Uh, and, in fact, one of the things that people, like from this past year, we've all been inside and a lot of us haven't done the, the exercise that we wanted, and it's hard to imagine getting back to exercise, getting back to our old form, uh, and, and it's a big source of procrastination and, and guilt. And I think a lot of times what you can do, you can you can start something like that by shifting something that's a little bit easier to move. And a lot of people feel like they can control what they eat, even if they can't control their motivation to work out. So if you start, if you read a book like this and you start changing a few aspects of your diet, uh, I think everyone kind of can can uh, recognize what it, remember what it feels like to, to start eating healthy and how good that feels and how much it just sort of uh, throughout your entire day sort of makes everything You sort of look at things in a different light, and and it makes it easier to even think about working out. So it's particularly useful for someone who's trying to get back in shape. Uh, I think if you start by by moving your diet a little bit towards a plant-based one, uh, I think it could be a great motivator to get you moving as well.
7: We've been speaking with Matt Frazier and Robert Cheek, co-authors of the new book, The Plant-Based Athlete, uh, inspiring people to improve athletic performance via a plant-based diet. And really quick, guys, if somebody checks out the book and and they want to learn more uh, from uh, either of you guys, where can they go?
9: Yeah, absolutely. You can find Matt on com, and you can find me, Robert, on veganbodybuilding.com.
7: There it is, Matt Frazier and Robert Cheek. Remember, check out the book, The Plant-Based Athlete. Fellas, thank you so much for taking some time for joining us today.
9: All right, thanks a lot, thank you, Rick. Rick. Appreciate it.
7: All right, there it is. Matt Frazier and Robert Cheek, The Plant-Based Athlete. And it's so funny, I, he mentioned Instagram, and I think about it, and, and how much of a factor social media probably has played in this. For the longest time, it was Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that, Tom Brady this, his diet, his food. This is what Tom Brady does. The TB12 method, this is what he does. And it was everywhere. And I guess when you're still winning Super Bowls in your 40s as a quarterback, I guess that's what's going to happen. People are going to talk about, how the heck did he do that? Maybe, I I, I can't say Tom Brady is plant-based. I don't know if it's all plants. I didn't look into the TB12 method. But knowing that, uh, how intense the the diet that Tom Brady has, it wouldn't surprise me if it was all plant-based. Not at all. And the names they mentioned, Venus Williams. Oh, yeah, Tom Brady is on this list. So, yeah, Tom Brady, uh, Djokovic. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's insane, the, the popularity of uh, the plant-based diet. And uh, there's merits to it. There's science behind it. And if you're not one of those people who want a deep, dive into the science and stuff. All you gotta do is look at the field. Look at the court. Look at the the pitch. Whatever you might be looking at. And you can see the effects of it. I mean, Tom Brady is winning Super Bowls still. I think he's in his mid-40s now. Or at least early 40s. That's insane. These tennis players, they're still winning tournaments. Shout out to them. Props to them. It's, it's impressive. I... I will admit, I don't know if I have the mental fortitude to switch to a plant-based diet. But uh, I'm probably sure I I could pick up a little more plant-based meals. Maybe not the whole diet, but get into a little bit more. Or maybe I'll have some peaches. Ah, see what I did there. All right, I'm Tommy Komenes. More on the other side. Tiddling Sports, Sports Byline USA.
5: CD.
3: is titillating sports with Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA.
7: Welcome back into the show. It was a very busy first hour, and I'm here for it. Only one guest in the next hour, and that's John Wertheim, author and senior editor. Executive editor, I forget the exact phrasing, sorry. I'm sorry, John. Executive editor at Sports Illustrated. He's got a new book about the year 1984. No, it's not 1984. It's Glory Days, the summer of 1984. Uh, I obviously wasn't alive to live through it, but uh, just checking out his book, man, what a time to be alive in the sports world that summer with something else. So props to that. Eh? I'm looking forward to picking his brain about it. Uh, a lot going on in sports. We'll have time to break it down if you want to give me a call in the next hour. Uh, basically, you give me a call the next and, eh, next. 35 minutes or so, and uh, we'll get you going. A lot going on in basketball. A couple coaches are out. Couple injuries. A COVID-19 protocol for a player in the playoffs. A lot going on. We've got uh, a Tommy John surgery on the table for Tyler Glasnow. I guess we'll just start there because we still got a little bit of time here. We got a couple minutes before we gotta head into the news. So Tyler Glasnow has injured his UCL. His ulnar collateral ligament, which is basically the Tommy John ligament, where if it's completely torn, guys usually have to have Tommy John. Tyler Glasnow has a partially torn one, and he blames MLB for it. He says uh, he is not allowed to use his sunscreen anymore, and it sounds on the surface ridiculous, but... Apparently, you know, because he needs, oh, he had to hold harder because he couldn't use sunscreen. Sunscreen sunscreen is slippery. Well, uh, I learned today that it is uh, common practice that there's a specific type of sunscreen uh, when mixed with rosin gets really sticky. So if Tyler Glasnow doesn't have that uh, super sticky rosin sunscreen mixture anymore, I get how he has to hold the ball differently. So I think Shane Bieber's been injured. We've seen Tyler Glasnow get hurt. He's got a partially torn UCL, Trevor Bowers, Mr. Spin Rate himself, that has declined a lot. Garrett Cole's been hit hard lately. His spin rate's way down. Spin rates across the league generally are down. Has MLB done something here? Because if there's going to be a huge rash of arm injuries from guys not being able to hold the ball the way they used to, and there's already enough problems with blisters and that kind of stuff, that I think MLB has created a bigger monster. I really do. Now, I know MLB, oh, they want the home runs. They want the balls getting hit. They don't want the pitchers to be that good. Well, you also don't want your star pitchers in the league getting hurt and being completely ineffective and getting shelled every time out. I think that's a little too far the other way. And if you're ace pitchers, you're, you, I'm not going to call Tyler Glasnow one of the faces of baseball. I, from the pitching standpoint, that's got to be Jacob DeGrom, maybe Garrett Cole, and Trevor Bauer probably at this point. But Tyler Glasnow is one of the best pitchers in baseball, on one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, that's right, the Rays are one of the best teams in baseball. Again, surprise. And right, I'm Dominic Jimenez. We'll, we'll talk some basketball and maybe a little more Tyler Glasnow on the other side. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Tittle Lightning Sports.
1: Our behind is Herb Wright-Heele of on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHB.com. USA Radio
8: News with Tim Berg. I told President Putin my agenda is not against Russia or anyone else. It's for the American people. Fighting COVID-19, rebuilding our economy reestablishing relationships
2: around the world with our allies and friends, and protecting the American people.